You feeling good? All right. Beauty. So we should give a little context and color to where we're at today. We uh, left Santa Cruz last night after an amazing day on the water and um, made our way down here to Moss Landing, home of Elkhorn Slough, which is an iconic, probably one of the top five paddling destinations on the West Coast, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go, look down the California coast, you go, God, I got to paddle La Jolla Caves around San Diego. I'd probably skip the kind of L.A. area. I like, like, that central Cal coast. <laughs> uh, just because I can only do five places, you said. Yeah. So Los Osos, then I'm going to stop right here, Elkhorn yeah. Slough, because it's like a museum and paddling all in one, an outdoor. Yeah, forget going to, like, a, a sterile zoo or something. Yeah, yeah. We just paddled. The and then deal. I'm going to hit Tamales Bay, and then I'm going to hit somewhere up in Trinidad. So there's my five. Okay. So I'm at one. Is that good? No, Dave's shaking. Dave's not sure. <laughs> All right, let's, let's ask you this. What are your top five? Dave? Oh, my top five. God. Sorry to skip the whole. I know you live. No, in that's Santa good. Monica. Okay, so what I was thinking, um, Point Lobos. Okay, is spectacular. I, I I think it's one of the greatest places to paddle on the face of this planet. Really, it is amazing. If you guys get the chance. Paddle Point Lobos. Okay, tell paint, paint the picture for me. Okay. I've, never, I've never actually heard that. It's like I've yeah. heard people talk about it. Yeah. All right. So imagine Caribbean blue water. Okay. Uh, granite cliffs tumbling down to the shore. Sugar white sand beaches. Harbor seals and otters frolicking. Rich, healthy kelp forest just loaded with rockfish and whales, dolphins playing in the distance. It's it is spectacular. Is it like open ocean paddling or is it kind of protected in there? I would say it feels everything the ocean dishes out. Okay. So every little tiny bit of swell that's in the water you're gonna sense. So you need to be on your game. Um typically when we do it it's summertime, you know, so less swell. Yeah. Um but boy it is it is something special. It really is. Right on. Yeah. Okay, See, now you're getting the secret spots. I was trying to like pick out the big, you know, the tourist yeah. traps and not really yeah. stop out the secret yeah. spots. Yeah, I really, I, 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 I have some, uh, yeah. I have some reservation about mentioning it, but it is, it is truly spectacular. It, it is a little bit of a, it's an advanced paddling spot, mm-hmm. certainly, certainly. And I mean, I think my others, obviously, I think Elkhorn Slough is, is, I, I I'm never bored here. I see something new every time. Yeah. It's always something different. It's always spectacular. Um, and then I probably had inland, uh, I think, uh, the, the river drainages of the North Yuba, the North Fork of the American, oh boy, Burnt Ranch Gorge on the Trinity, mm-hmm. um, that's it, five, you're done. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I mean, I was going. I was starting to roll there. Tell like the secret spot. No. The forks of the Kern, the Kawea. <laughs> okay, well, that, that backs, makes me want to back up a little bit. Let's hear a little bit about your story. So, Okay. I'll, I'll All right. It, Dave owns Kayak Connection here in Santa Cruz, Moss Landing. You've owned it now for a decade? Uh, it'll be 12 years in a month. All right. So yeah. 12 years. Yeah. So my wife, Jess, and I own it together, run it together. Yeah, we got to give her credit because Absolutely. I walked into your store yesterday and I quickly realized, went, oh, this is not Dave's store. This is she's, Jess's store. She's the brains of the operation. Yeah, I love yeah. That. and looks, brains yeah. and looks. Yeah, you married up. I did. I absolutely did. And then we met your daughter, Gwen, Gwen who yeah. was just fantastic. Yeah. She yeah. paddled with us out through that. She's a Spitfire. But let's hear a little bit about early days. Like, okay, you talking about river paddling. How'd you get into paddling? Okay, that's a great question. So, I imagine you guys are going to have a similar similar story i remember being 
probably 11 or 12 and getting shipped off to summer camp. I grew up in um, the Piedmont area of South Carolina, so the foothills of the Appalachia. And going to summer camp in Hendersonville in western North Carolina, and to me it was it was just heaven on earth. It, it was. I just fell in love with uh, the mountains. I, it was on a little lake, and they had uh, a little fleet of canoes, as most summer camps do. And they had a program where you could do a canoe camping trip as part of your two-week outing. And they took us to Lake Jocassee and, uh, in South Carolina. And for the first time, I, I experienced what it was like to get to go to places other people couldn't get to in a car. You know, like, I got this sense of it was special, it was isolated, I could imagine myself back, uh, you know, when the Native Americans were, were, were owned the land, and uh, I was able to just kind of put myself in that space of uh, simpler times and communing with nature, and that, that for me, it was so powerful. I remember it vividly. Uh, my, my hair starting to stand up a little, just remembering it. But I, that hooked me, you know, those canoe camping trips, and a couple of the counselors at that, at that camp were kayakers. And I looked at them as the coolest guys. And yeah. I remember they had, uh, you guys remember the, I think it was a perception dancer. Yeah. And a, I think they made a boat called the Saber as well. And those looked so cool and sleek. Yeah. And I watched them roll them in the lake and they gave me a chance to test them out. And I just kept going back year after year. Fast forward to, I think I was, uh, oh, I was, I was in college at the University of Florida. Um, and I had become a surfer. My family moved to Central Florida uh, during high school. And Florida's beautiful, but it, it lacks for waves. And if you're a diehard surfer and you find a kayak, my God. I, I mean, you can have so much fun in, in two-foot wind slop totally. in a perception dancer, which is what I wound up with. And I just fell in love with kayak surfing. Um, when I was 24, I moved to Sacramento, California, uh, and just dove into whitewater. Um, my first whitewater experience, uh, this is, this will show you some hubris of youth. I drove up to the, to Atlanta for a business trip and I took a long weekend, packed my boat. I had an old, uh, perception pirouette S and drove to Tatuga, met some guys. Paddle the class four section my first day. That was my first whitewater outing. They said I did pretty good, so they said those guys over there are doing class five tomorrow. You should chat with them. So I did. I ambled over there, and and uh, they they took me down the bull sluice section of the wow. Chattooga. Second day of whitewater. I don't think I would do that today. Right? I wouldn't. <laughs> In that boat. No, that I chance. wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I'd gotten such a, a bomber roll from, from kayak surfing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read water for jack squat. So I just followed. Yeah. You know, and they didn't really know what they were getting into either. They didn't interview me very well. Days. Yeah. They were just like, oh yeah, they, those guys said he handled the class four section fine. Come on, buddy. Yeah. I remember I wore a, a surf wetsuit back in those days. And when you're a surfer, you just pee in your wetsuit, right? 
Like, yeah. you just pee in your wetsuit. Like, it's it's, it's an autonomic response when I put a wetsuit on now. <laughs> it didn't consider to me that I would be sitting in my own urine. <laughs> and I remember, so we're, we get in the van after the day's done, and we're sitting there, and a couple of the guys are like, oh, God. What's 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 that smell? What's going on? And I and I was like, Yeah, what is that? What is that stink? And I, I came to realize it was me. Yeah. So, so you're not in the water, you're on the water. Right? So I um when I moved to Sacramento at twenty four, I felt like, Yeah, I'm ready, let's go. I bought a guidebook at REI and a dry bag stuffed into the back of the Pirouette S drove my Mazda Miata to the put in of Chamberlain Falls in the North Fork American. Fun run. And put in by myself. Wow. And I would consult the guidebook every couple hundred yards when there was a bend in the river. <laughs> and thankfully, there were two fellas uh, just after Chamberlain who saw me and were like, look it up river. Like, where's the rest of your party, bud? And I had planned on maybe just thumbing a ride back to the put in. And they took me under their wing. And I'm still friends with them to this day. Um, but yeah, we, I just dove into the white water thing full on. I, I just fell in love. And the camaraderie you build mm-hmm. on the river you're with such a team. Oh, you God. Know you're doing your own individual sport. And you're oh, operating as a team. But you're operating as a team and those, you, you're looking out for each other. And those were some of the best days of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the week after that, they took me to the Merced, which was at flood stage, and we put in, um, above El Portal, you know, above the, the hotel above the Chevron station, and it was just pumping, stomping Class 5 out of the gate. And uh, first guy goes down, gets tooled, separates his shoulder, wash against the far bank. Second guy goes down, just gets ragdolled, swims. I'm like, man, this this is a little full on. I made it, um, and I actually went a full year before taking a bad swim. So... But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I fell in love with it, paddled some, some, you know, some solid California whitewater, Cherry Creek, nice. dozen times a summer, Burn Ranch Gorge, Golden Gate, uh, you know, all the, all the highlights. Yeah. I wasn't doing like Upper Cherry Creek or anything like that, but, but, you know. All in. Stomping stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh. And working a weekly, a Monday through Working Friday. a weekly dro- office drone job. Yeah, so. Really? Yeah, I felt like I was in the movie office space. I was in my little cube. And I remember like Monday mornings, I'd just be in my little cube looking at spreadsheets and just thinking, you suckers have no idea what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> just no idea. And I, I, it was the hardest thing to sit there with my little tie and dress socks. I hated that. I can't the, even imagine. Float through yeah. the week to see if yes. Sunday would fuel you just bumping through the week yeah 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 what was the work i I was a like a financial analyst for a large healthcare company interesting and i was terrible i really was terrible at it and the (laughs) morale yeah it just was not my thing you know i finally met someone kayaking actually who owned a, a small boutique recruiting firm in san francisco and I have a, a financial background. I have an accounting degree. I'm just a bad accountant. Like, so I have the knowledge, but I don't have the personality. But I have kind of a, uh, a gregarious, I guess, sales personality, you might say. So when I met her, she was starting a new um, division of her company targeting CFOs, 
that type of thing, financial analyst. So she brought me on board um, to recruit those types of people where I didn't have to actually do the financial analysis, but I could talk to the guys. Yeah, you had the understanding, yeah. theoretically. You just didn't want to and do that find work. jobs for them. And that was in the, um, the dot-com boom of the late 90s in wow. San Francisco. So that was a t- ton of fun. I did that for her for a few years, and I figured, man, I can do this for myself. And I started my own little company in Sacramento doing that. And that, uh, I was dating a girl. That was a big motivator to go to go back to Sacramento. So. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah, I just bounced around. Um, lived in Australia for about a year and a half, and boated New Zealand a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, I was oh, working for this company um, as a contractor, and they didn't want to renew my tourist my my. They didn't want to sponsor me for a work visa because they just weren't sure how long they'd be around. So every three months, they'd fly me to New Zealand, and so I'd rent a whitewater boat and a Volkswagen bus and just <laughs> so it was just to renew your passport hammered that was all it was for awesome. and I just hammered the South Island uh-huh. um, did some great rivers over there um, and that company finally went belly up and I wound up back in Sacramento and met my wife and the Where'd you guys rest is at? history we met in a Pipeworks a rock climbing gym oh, yeah. in Sacramento yeah, my kid and I were just there. Oh, God, that place is epic. It's such a cool community. Yeah. So I saw this gorgeous brunette with a little ponytail walk in, start limbering up, and saw her go up the stairs to the yoga room, and I thought, today, I'm yoga now. <laughs> today is a good day to try yoga. <laughs> and I stalked her for like three weeks, and she finally cracked. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was she had a career, too. So I mean, She was of- in law school at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she was in law school at the time. Really? Yeah. Um, we uh, we got pregnant three months after that. Oh, wow. And so it was like, full on. Okay, uh-huh. buddy. Your fun times where you're free and easy, no responsibilities, that's over. No more boating in New Zealand, buddy. No, no. So um, I got into uh, insurance and worked as a recruiter for, uh, for Farmers Insurance uh, and... Uh, I had a great mentor who hired me in Santa Cruz, so that ne- that necessitated, necessitated our that triggered the move to Santa Cruz County. The kids were born in Santa Cruz County, and then I got promoted down to um, Santa Monica. Worked there for a while. Not a lot of kayaking going on during these years. I was doing a lot of surf kayaking, mm-hmm. you know, getting ragdolled out here at Moss Landing State Beach and in town in Santa Cruz, getting getting hated by the surfers. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, then Santa Monica, and then back to Sacramento. Jess was a uh, an attorney at that time, and you know we were just kind of looking at our careers and the time we were able to spend with our kids, and thinking like this just isn't a, this isn't a viable long term thing. We want to we want to find something where we can enjoy our lives and spend time with our children while they're young, and we started looking for um, for small businesses for sale that fit our outdoor lifestyle. Kayak Connection was the very first one I found. I had known the business from when we lived here prior. Sure. And, uh, you know, I worked on the sale of it, the purchase of it for a, a year. And for 11 months and two weeks of that, it was a complete and total pipe dream. We were getting shut down by every banker. But it was something I'd just do in the evenings, on weekends, and keep plugging away. And we finally, um, we finally got approved for a loan and uh, pulled the trigger. Everybody thought we were insane. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think you're insane for buying a kayak shop, and I owned one. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's I mean, not a great business model, is it, Dan? Well, yeah. 
It's, I mean, you left, I'm leaving the corporate, you know, that whole. Oh, God. I haven't put on a set of dress socks since. I haven't seen you put on socks or shoes. No. <laughs> no. But it can be done. It I mean, can be. It can be done. It can be done. You guys, I mean, your it skill set of having a background insurance, having a lawyer, yeah, yeah, law, yeah. law, and Yeah, accounting, the accounting degree, else. and the, a passion for paddling. Well, and for you, yeah. I, I see you with your employees. You've got, what, 40 staff, maybe more? 40 to 50 part-timers in the, you know, in our high season. We're open every day of the year, except yeah. Christmas and Thanksgiving. So yeah, we're, I see we're moving. The way you you know, you lead your team and you're part of the team without micromanaging it. It's uh, oh yeah, it's very dynamic yeah. environment. What you've done since taking over ownership, Ethan knows the history. In fact, we got to sail last night with the old owner Mark. Who, that's a whole different podcast yep. <laughs> we touched on. Yeah. He he but, deserves his own podcast for sure. Oh, Mark, yeah, character. he is. But you've seen all the progression. What's your take on it from 15 years ago to now? Well, I mean, Mark was definitely known. In the industry, not just locally, as like if something needed a screw, there was one in the back of his van, it would fit perfectly, you know, so that <laughs> things were kind of cobbled together. But that's what the kayak industry was in the 80s yeah. and 90s, so yeah. it was a perfect match. Yeah. Duct tape and bailing wire. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, actually, the mentor that brought me into the sport, Joe Dryden, was their manager for a while. So this is like really a, a place that just hits a lot of memories. But now I come here, and this is just. I mean, I just left Disneyland last week with my family, yeah. and honestly, yeah. from the uh, cut-out plywood otter you have at the entrance, <laughs> yeah. this actually feels as clean and well-run. I went to Disney to watch like an operation that is yes. about the experience, pristine, pristine, yep. start to finish. Yep. My kids were about the rides. I was actually yeah. like enjoying, like I was throwing gum wrappers just to see how long it right. would take to get cleaned up. Yeah, you're so strange. That is funny. <laughs> this place is like that. I mean, to the blue, the color pattern, uh, to yeah. matching the logo. I appreciate that so much. No, and I mean, it's a really you're on your vacation. We couldn't come here because we're worried about flooding just two weeks ago. So it's great to see the we sun. We were too. We yeah, were too. Everybody was. Yeah. And we said, "Gosh, let's stay." But th- this was going to be a destination because it was our spring break. And when you come to this, you want to see clean, nice gear. The jackets are hung up. The PFDs are in yeah. their little closet. It's just I watched you guys just move like 90 12 year olds through here and. I told Dan, I was like, this will be 45 minutes, you know, of, they yeah, were on they the were water. On the 10 minutes behind us. <laughs> yeah. We so, crank them in and out pretty quick. It was, I just really appreciate that. Oh, and, thank you. And it's, be, and I can up and down the coast tell you there's very few of those. That um, means, a, that means a lot to me. You thank know, you. there's a lot of cobble together and yeah. you're still figuring it out and you can tell that you're about the experience first and foremost and your team is. So absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's really neat to yeah. see. I mean, we're hanging out in their kind of boat yard, outfitting yard. And it feels like, you know, we're on the side of Highway 1, but this is like, gosh, I, I might throw up a tent over in the corner and just yeah, hang out over here for yeah. a couple of days. You know? I was thinking a of, of some, of like a bocce ball court, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little putting green, yeah. you know. Oh, dude, if we can get like, some wine tasting here. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I think you're just explaining your story, your perspective of like, I did the Monday through Friday in the office, so you kind of still remember what people are going to want when they leave on that Saturday Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, when you get the, the family who's driven, here from Fresno and uh, you know they've been fighting on the way and they're just frazzled and they finally get here they pull into my parking lot and they kind of stumble in tatters into my boatyard they're welcomed by my staff they're you know eye contact is made their their hands are shaking and they're they're made to feel like okay we got you yep. yeah uh, you know you're gonna have a good time this place is magic you're gonna see some amazing stuff relax we're yeah. gonna give you everything you need to make this a really special experience because it really is like yeah, this totally. is a really you just took us the tour you just took us on yeah. was like 
Oh, I'd have paid a hundred bucks to bring my family on that. Yeah. You know, there's really no educational problem. about how to stay away from the otters and sea lions or give respectful distance. That was hard to do because they were popping up on every yeah. side of well, us. They come right to you. <laughs> you know, I was like, I- I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of on them at that point. Yeah, at that point, they were coming to say <laughs> yeah. hi. And that took us 15 minutes to get into that. Yeah. So, you know, That's I have incredible. young children. You you know, you have kind of a two-hour tour with them, hour and a half. With, in my mm-hmm. world, with my kids. Nope, that's true. You could do this twice with them that's and true. still be back. That's and true. And so there's a, it's not the four-hour slog. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Yeah, we actually specialize in what we call the family adventure tour. It's a two-hour tour. It's geared to families with young kids, tiny bladders, short attention spans, and it's led by... Uh, some of our amazing naturalists, many of whom are, are teachers during the school sure. year and love working with, with young kids and yeah. just have a real gift for connecting with, with kids and showing them things that, you know, if you just rent, you're going to paddle over that, that sea star. You're going to paddle over that nudibranch. You're yeah. going to paddle right over all kinds of magical stuff and never see it. Whereas if you're with one of our guides, they're able to point out all kinds of amazing things and, t- and tell the story of the slough and the trophic cascade and how yeah. things ever, you know, interconnected. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, one of the things Ethan and I are here for is for Eddie Lankotts, obviously, but I think our takeaway and probably one of the reasons we were most excited to come here was the idea that our Eddie Line customers can come have this sort of experience just on a simple demo. Absolutely. Like people are demoing yeah. kites, whatever, and we do it in Lodi. We yeah. have all the, let's say we, ABBA, my old business partner now, that's <laughs> Does that in Lodi where she offers an experiential tour where you can demo these boats. Oh, nice. And think about, to think about any line customers coming here to try boats. Yeah. But then having that experience, yeah. like, if you ever wanted to hook somebody on paddle sports, yeah, like, that's it. it doesn't get much easier yeah. and much yeah. more convenient. And what an experience that uh, people will have. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what. Yeah, you're not just, goes. you're not paddling around in, in some muddy backwater just seeing how the boat edges. It's, it's a full experience. Yeah, yeah. Getting a little wind at the entrance yeah. and then up in and you can mm-hmm. do a little shoreline around the pilings for yeah. all the boat turns. Well, it's what a treat. It's a yeah. treat of a spot, Dave. We don't want to hold you too much. Oh, uh, what I always love like the outfitter. I mean, the fact that you have an accounting background and also kind of uh, some law and liability. What were are there any like outfitter lessons you because this gets listened kind of within okay. the industry? Okay, so any All right. like outfitter lessons that you didn't anticipate or now that if you were to hmm. write like someone's buying your business in three years, what are the commands? Oh my god, they're gonna say. they're gonna need fifty million dollars. <laughs> nice. I'm never letting this go. <laughs> no. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, okay. there's no way. I, I you know I'm nailing my feet to the ground. I'm I'm gonna my ashes are gonna be spread in this dirty boatyard. Awesome. I love this it's place. A, it's a great spot. Yeah, to I'm never letting it go. I you know I think for me. Um, since we bought the business as a going concern, we were not as emotionally invested in all the aspect, all the little details of the business. So we took it over. So we weren't married to the way uh, people were doing business at the time. Mm. And so we were a lot more open to looking at it with fresh eyes and changing what might need changing and also retaining what was working um, and that's also helped us going forward because we have an ethos here of um, let your staff shine. Uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, I'm a lousy tour guide. I really am. Um, but I, by God, I got some great tour guides on my staff. I'm not a great salesman, but I've got some on my staff. Let them shine. Give them enough rope to to, to make some magic. And I found... of the time, they'll do just that. 
and they'll do something that you never thought about. They'll do something that you ne- it never occurred to you, and it'll be innovative and new and inject life into the into the business. And you, they have, and now at this point, they they're part of it. They have equity in it, yeah. and they care. Um, I really try and treat our team like 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 part of the family. Yeah. So we we, we let people yeah. we it's let obvious. people shine. Yeah. You know, I I I trust them. We it's a safe place to make mistakes is what I tell my team. Like we're all going to screw up. Like all of us, me included. And I do it every day. It's a safe place to make mistakes. I all I ask is that you're accountable and you learn from it. Yeah. That's it. That's all you can ask. That's it. And and people um, you, you know, I say that, and they don't believe it, but then it, they see it happen, and you just watch their their face kind of lighten up, like, oh, okay, this is a this is a really special place, and it really is. Yeah. Our culture here is is our most valuable asset. It really is. Wow, that's yeah. a great nugget. Yeah, that's great. I think I Dan and I both been to places where the folks on the dock don't have the passion of the owners behind the desk in the office, and it shows. And yeah. it's uh, you can tell that here. Um, Oh, and my favorite place is on the dock. I, I love working the dock and slogging boats yeah. and getting dirty and, and working alongside my newer staff because that's where we start them out. We start them out at the dock and getting to meet the customers and hearing their story over the you know the, the three to five minutes you're with them to put them in the boat. And, you know, I'm riding in the trenches with them. I'm the one who cleans the porta potties. I, I'm, I'm the guy. So when you're in there with them elbow to elbow, I think that gains a lot of credibility. Leadership is what that is. I mean, that's that's leading from the front. That's not just being in charge, but that's being a leader. Yeah, which is really cool. Well, I think we should wrap this up. I hear school groups coming towards us, so our audio is going to get a little. They have uh, returned. (laughs) Yeah, seventy school kids. So uh, let's go out there and make sure they're having a good time. And uh, Dave, thanks so much for your time and the hospitality. And oh, my pleasure. Introduce come back. To your staff, your family. And next come, time we'd like one back. of those really nice tour guides because we kind of got stuff. I know. Like you got the shaft today. <laughs> I'm making stuff up as I go along. Right on. Well, thank you guys well, for thanks. tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>